Welcome to the Plan Simple Podcast. I am your host, Mia Moran. Moms have the power to change the future, but not if we're stressed out and exhausted. Looking at food, lifestyle, spirituality, and work, the Plan Simple Podcast is for busy moms who want to create a healthier and happier future. Listen in for inspirational conversations and valuable strategies to plan for your best life. Hey, welcome to this episode of the Plan Simple Podcast. Today, we are welcoming back the amazing Melissa Lance, who is the owner of the company, The Fresh 20, which sends families all over the world meal plans so that they know what to eat in a week that is healthy, easy, and uses, guess how many ingredients a week? The Fresh 20. So fun. So go check out Melissa after you hear this episode. But I asked her back today because she has so much knowledge about the holiday season and food. And she had such great ideas. And this conversation that you're hearing today is part of a conversation that was on Make December Matter, the event that we aired two weeks ago now live. You can still go grab a copy. It is truly an amazing event with 14 interviews. And the point of the whole thing is really to have conversations about how planning, envisioning, really getting organized about our lives has impacted these 14 women, how it's really made their lives amazing. And so you can hear that in their interviews. And then they each have strategies for planning really 2020. So there's a couple talks, the ones that I've put here that are more about December, because the idea is, is that if you can clear some space in December, it becomes a great time to really let yourself be creative, let yourself dream, let yourself imagine what this amazing next year and next decade will be like. So if you want to go grab your copy, you can still do that at makedecembermatter.com. It is amazing. And I've aired three interviews, which you can listen to, to see if you like them. And what you're hearing is basically a part of the interview part. And at the end of every interview, I spend 15 minutes getting you through what you need to do from that interview to take action. And with that comes this 70 page workbook that you can actually do all the exercises. So we made exercises based on all the amazing value that these women shared with us. So that is what that is all about. And I highly recommend going and grabbing your copy. I think we're going to leave it up for sale probably through mid-December and then we'll take it down. So make sure that you go get that this week because after that, I feel like I wouldn't want to stress you out with more content. Okay. The next thing that I want to tell you about before we get Melissa on is that two, two things actually. Number one, very soon we are opening the doors to Flow 365. This is our year-long signature program. It is amazing. You can go read for yourself from other women how, how it's changed their lives at plansimple.com slash flow365. And I just want to invite anyone who's interested to go there and get on the wait list. We recently opened up the beginning of the wait list, um, but basically I'm offering some really special incentives right now in December so we can get you started. The first retreat isn't until the end of January. So I'm basically throwing in 
two extra months of support. So the sooner you sign up, the better, and you'll get over a year of support. And Flow 365 is really about getting the accountability to show up for yourself. So, so often this time of our lives that we are mothers and balancing that with work and our relationships and having a house and all these things, time can just feel like it is flying by. It can also feel like we have some really long days, but time is a little bit strange and unpredictable. And we can look back and be like, what happened? What did we do? I felt so busy. What did I actually do? Um, to get me toward this life that I, I know I want. And so this is really the accountability part. This is the part where on Monday you decide what you're going to do for the week and you tell somebody about it. You tell a whole group of people about what you're going to do. And we really hold you accountable to that. And we plan together and we strategize together. And we really look at if what you're spending your time doing is what you're wanting to spend your time doing. And what happens is layer by layer, we get you out of this overwhelmed state and we get you doing more of what you love and just spending your time in a way that you're meant to spend it right now, not in a crazy frazzled way. And we, we're looking at food, we're looking at work, we're looking at home, we're looking at all the different parts in one holistic view. And it's amazing. I don't think there's anything else like this that I know of. And it's sort of what I wish I had. I invested in a lot of coaches. I still do courses, all the things, but the missing link for me was somebody to just be like, Mia, just do it. Just do the work. Don't buy another thing and not do the work. Like, what do you have that you need to learn right now? What do you need to do right now? And really figuring out how to make the time to do that. Because we all have the time. It's just a matter of using our time in a way that serves us. So that's what Flow 365 is about. Go check it out. Go get on the wait list. Email me directly, mia at plansimple.com. I'm dying to get the right group of ladies in this ASAP so we can really enjoy this holiday season together and bridge into the new year together and be really on fire by the time this first retreat happens um, in the second half of January. Okay, that's what I got to say about that. Another thing coming up, if that is your jam or not your jam or no matter what, I'm doing a workshop next Tuesday, December 10th. Is that a Tuesday? I think it is December 10th. And this workshop is going to be all about different tools and strategies and rituals that we can very easily implement in our lives that will help us get into flow. So, you know, I use the word flow a lot because I have a planner called the flow planner, but a lot of times I think we misinterpret this notion of sort of going with the flow with somebody who's not making choices. And if you're that type of person and you're not feeling perfect today, don't worry because actually sometimes in order to go with the flow, we have to put some structure into place. And that's really what this workshop is going to be about. It's about what structures those might be. And they're different than what we learned because as we learned recently from Sarah Jenks, 
the structures that were made for us aren't necessarily the ones that resonate most with us. So we're thinking, we're going to be thinking about time and what it is that we want in a slightly different way than maybe you've been taught in the past. And I hope it's freeing and enjoyable. And really this workshop is meant to give you the, the plan, just like the one page plan you need to feel like you're so excited about 2020. So that is what we are going to create next Tuesday. So I would love you to join me for that. Just go to plansimple.com slash workshop and grab your seat. All right. That was a lot of announcements. So now let's talk food with the amazing Melissa Lance. Thank you, Melissa, for being here. And so yeah, so Friday night is definitely um, one of those one of those days. That's a little crazy, um, especially as kids get older, right? Um, so I think it's really important to, like you said, nourish yourself, and we forget to nourish ourselves. I mean, so many days I take the kids to school, and then I forget to eat. Right? I don't forget my coffee, but then I forget to have breakfast until like eleven or twelve. So today I want everyone to focus on, okay, I'm going to take this day for myself. And I've got some really, really simple recipes for you to have for breakfast and lunch, and then a really wonderful family winter soup to have for dinner. So for breakfast, we're going to do a smoothie bowl that is just so, so simple, but makes you feel like once you see it and it's so beautiful in front of you, you really feel like you did something great for yourself and it takes like six minutes to make total. Um, and then um, for lunch, again, um, a hummus bottom salad that that is just, it's full of nutrition, but it's also really beautiful, has some really amazing um, nutrient factors in it, but it looks amazing, right? So we're doing these things and presenting these things to ourselves because sometimes when we are alone, we will eat crackers out of a box and not really care. And it's like, no, like let's put this plate up and have this beautiful, beautiful thing to nourish ourselves and let's sit down for a few minutes. And even when we're alone, um, we're worth it. Uh, so I want to bring those recipes to you, show you how you can make them very simple, very easy. Uh, and then I even have a treat, Mia, because I think it's Yay. really important to, um, so I have a, a dairy-free, sugar-free, peanut butter, chocolate delight. It's kind of like a peanut butter chocolate bliss ball, which um, just has really uh, natural ingredients in it. I use um, medjool dates to, uh, to sweeten it, and then a little coconut oil, some cacao powder, some peanut butter, some vanilla extract. Um, and I'm telling you, it's so delicious um, and doesn't take you off of any health path and makes you feel great and gives you just that little bit of indulgence at the end of the day, maybe with a cup of tea. So um, we've got a lot of really good things and uh, we'll give you the, the shopping list, um, the prep guide uh, so you guys can follow along and we can all treat ourselves really well today. Oh my gosh. Thank you so much. I'm so excited. And I'm so excited also to learn. And I know we go into this a lot. We're going to talk about it later today, later in the actual day about everything we can do to prep. But I know that this day will really help show us in action, like the different things we can do along the way to make a day or different days easier. Yeah. And I think it's really important to think, I like, I love the fact that 
we're gonna celebrate a day, right? And we're gonna take a day to nurture ourselves because if we can do it once, we can repeat it, right? And we can just figure out how to take little ideas. Like everyone's gonna get like little tidbits of how they can integrate into their daily living. And I think if you could just take something small with you on a day-to-day -day basis, um, you're just putting to together a, a number of days, which turns into a month, which turns into a year where you're just taking better care of yourself. Right. And, and I love that you're doing this because we, we sometimes want to take care of everybody else before we take care of ourselves. And we forget that taking care of ourselves makes us better for everybody else in our family, our friends, our community. And so um, I hope that everyone is really going to take this opportunity to do this for themselves because when we repeat things, we learn them and we integrate them into our lives. And so um, thank you for, for doing this. I know I needed it. I, I constantly need the reminders, especially for some of the other things besides the food, like the sitting, the, 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 the simplifying some of the fitness things. So it's a, it's a great day. So I'm going to get you ready for, uh, for the day with the food. And then I'm going to be all ears for the other elements. Oh, awesome. I'm so excited. I'm so, I'm so excited for the day too. And one of the things for anyone listening who is feeling that little twinge of, I'm not sure how to take care of myself. The coolest part about this day is that the women who are showing up to share their wisdom with us all take really good care of themselves and really attribute their great successes in all the different areas of their life to this. So you will definitely be inspired to take good care of yourself if that's something that you grapple with, which we all do at certain times. I mean, I think it's like natural female thing to take care of everybody but ourselves. So thank you, Melissa, for taking on the food piece. I'm yes, super grateful. Absolutely. Bon appetit. All right. <laughs> All right, everyone, welcome to the afternoon sessions of Make December Matter. I am so excited to be kicking off the afternoon sessions with the amazing Melissa Lance. You guys are going to love to learn from her. And the way that I have organized these four sessions is we're going to go through actually the flow, which starts with food. So Melissa's really, she's, we already know her well because she's taken on this piece of what we've been eating all day, but I wanted her back on to really talk us through the holidays and how we can really not get into overwhelm and despair and feel like we spent our whole month of the end of this November and December in the kitchen, which I know that many of us can feel like. So welcome, Melissa. Hello. I'm, I'm just, I'm so glad that um, this day is happening because I, I just, I, there's so much stress. I get so stressed. I mean, as soon as Halloween gets here, I just start thinking about just the activity in my kitchen, the expectations that everybody has. It's just, it's, it's so overwhelming. So this day I'm so excited and to hear everything in the morning was amazing. And I just, you know, I'm, I'm very glad to be here uh, talking about this topic because it's near and dear to my heart. <laughs> All right. Well, I'm so excited that you are here and it's, it's interesting because it really does kick off. Um, it really does kick off on Halloween and with this idea that. I don't, you just mentioned like all these expectations and I feel like hopefully one of my goals for today is that we can all shed some of these expectations, but I do find that food is particularly 
um, it's just one of those things that we hold on to all these memories of like smell and like grandma's whatever it was. And so it's, it's very easy to attach ourselves in particular to the food expectations around this time of year. Have you experienced, like, tell us a little bit about your background and your sort of, I grew up in a holiday family. My mom was between Halloween and then Thanksgiving and then Christmas and the New Year's. Um, these were really, really big family moments uh, for my family. And I remember at a very young age, I started taking on like the fun of cooking. It was magical for me. I was like, oh, I get to cook and people. So it started with like, she gave me an appetizer, right? I'd start with an appetizer and I got to cook that. And I'd be so excited uh, about doing that. And it just, eventually everything was mine, right? So then I cook all of Thanksgiving. Um, and even though it's not even at my house, I take it to my sister's house because she wants to do the decor and that she wants to create the environment. So I spend two days cooking Thanksgiving at my house and then take it all to her. And I think pretty much that means she gets the credit <laughs> for having Thanksgiving, but it was magical in my house. And then, um, it turned not magical after a little while. Um, so my mom died, passed away. And when that happened, it became really heavy to be the person responsible for all of the holiday, um, all of the holiday meals, right? Because the meals are what everyone looks forward to, right? And, and so it became really, really heavy kind of for me. And I lost my joy in it for a really long time. And, and then my kids started to get older and have more opinions about, you know, what we were eating and everything on the table and the lead up. And my husband, right after Halloween every year, around 8 p.m. at night, he asks, what's for dessert? And I used to get up and go at nine o'clock at night and like go bake something, right? Because I just wanted my house to be filled with like, you know, this... The, the, the joy of the holidays that we're all used to, the smell of cinnamon and, you know, of, of chocolate and, and uh, vanilla and all of the things. So it got to be burdensome after my mom passed away for a few years and I was really feeling it. And I started to think, why am I taking all of this on by myself when this is such a community-based this is such a community-based time of year with your family and your friends. Um, and so one of the ways that I switched that is I started inviting people in and trying to make it, make it fun. Right. And so now for one of the holiday things that we do now is, um, a tradition in my family is on Christmas Eve, we do lasagna. And my mom was the one that made the lasagna for my whole life until she passed away. And and then I was doing it and I was making like lasagna for 40 people and taking me forever. And it just got to be burdensome. So now I like five years ago, I decided we were going to have a lasagna cook off. So now everybody brings a lasagna and we make it a big, and now it's, it's legendary. Like everyone goes all in and, and we have like eight different lasagnas coming and I give away a prize and we all taste test lasagna and it became this community thing, right? So that it took a little bit of the pressure off of me being in the kitchen the whole entire day. And then when everyone got there, now I just literally heat up my ovens and everyone comes and puts it in until we're ready to eat. Somebody brings a salad and it's done. So I just think that there's ways to make it more, um, less the burden of just one person taking it on and kind of divvying it up. Like what, what can your family be doing? Like it, and we're afraid to ask sometimes, 
sometimes people want to bring things over, but we just don't want to ask, right? So little things that you can do to make it, but that is, that was kind of my story of, of, I don't want this to be something heavy on me for any, anything that's going on. I have, we have open houses during the holidays. Now I just say, Hey, listen, we're having a Sunday open house for the holidays, a couple weekends before Christmas, because a lot of people go out of town and I want all of our friends to be together. So I just make it a potluck, just drop by whenever you want, bring something if you want it. Um, and so it's a gathering now around food instead of, instead of me like cooking a meal I turned it into a gathering and so I try and and keep that theme throughout the holidays I love that well and a few things I just want to point out is like first of all you're so lucky that you started with joy right like because you had that lesson from your from your mom because it sounded like it was so joyful for her and then when you lost it what you were able to come back to was that joy even though it looked a little bit different which is amazing right and and i think that's what we sometimes forget and it's interesting because food wise like i had amazing holidays but food wasn't the root of it for me and so i really had to come into figuring out the, you know, the joy piece and how that worked. And it's, it's definitely been a journey. And the other thing I wanted to say about lasagna is how ingenious, because you could perhaps cook that a few days before, but it's also the kind of thing that you can actually assemble on a day where you have space, right? Which, yeah. And then just bring it that night, which I love that little trick. <laughs> yeah, I think, and, and it's, it's so funny. So just to mention the lasagna, like everyone brings something different. Like somebody brings a, um, for a short rib lasagna, somebody brings a mushroom lasagna. So it's not just the typical, like, so it's just, it's opened up my world to lasagna. <laughs> it's so easy to make for the holidays. And like you said, make a couple of pans of lasagnas or our trick in our house is enchiladas. And, um, you know, we make an amazing enchilada and it's simple and easy and it's the best, like, leave it on the stove and they come in and they eat whenever they want. Th- those types of things, right? Things that you know, a big pot of chili where you can just leave it and you can be part of, you know, doing things with your family. And, you know, there's school nights and, and sports and all of these things happening. So having something really easy to do is another thing that just makes the holidays joyful. It's just don't make it hard. Like, don't do like, you know, something that requires your attention in the kitchen, you know, do something that is kind of easy to assemble and then, and then you just, you know, leave it on the oven or the well, stove. Well, and the interesting like thing that. about those two examples to me, at least, so lasagna and enchiladas. So it's funny, I'm not, I, I need to, like lasagna we love when we have it, but because we have to do gluten-free and dairy-free, which is totally possible to make lasagna with, I sometimes forget that. And, but enchiladas, we make a lot of, like I do a lot of enchiladas. And the other thing that we do during the holidays is tamales. And we pretty much live on them for lunch from Christmas on. But the interesting thing about all those kinds of foods is that they're kind of hard, like for one meal, right? Like they're like kind of like high maintenance for one meal, but they do it forever, right? So you can like make a lot and then you have Well, so that was the other thing that I was going to say that kind of brings like how I try and get my joy back, like my mojo back for the holidays is I do cook in bulk. Like you, you, when, when things start heating up in December, cooking in bulk is probably the number one savior for me. Like I 
think so important because I don't want to, there's so many other things I want to do. Right. I want to, I want to get crafty and like handwrite notes for holiday cards and I want to make, you know, neat things. And I make, um, for all of my friends and family, I make, um, uh, wine and granola baskets. Right. And it, it all takes time to do. And I would rather be spending my time on that than cooking a different meal every single day. So if you can cook in, in bulk and that's why, you know, lasagna, tamales, um, chilies, crock pot meals, um, any types of soup, we live off of soup during the holidays, pretty much, um, we'll make one or two soups on a Sunday. And that is what everyone has. Those are the after-school snacks. That's what my husband has for lunch. Um, you know, it's a quick dinner. Everyone can help themselves whenever their timing is right. So those things that you can do to cook in bulk, super, super important during the busy. And they're warming, right? Because we can just throw together a salad. But I don't know about you, but for some reason, November, December especially, I want warm food. I want to have like a wonderful bowl of soup. I want to have something that I can go in and I sit down and it's warm and I eat it. And, and so all of those things, um, a little bit of prep um, beforehand, but then after, so, 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 so good. Um, and yeah, and you know, I think it also helps, it helps me when I have those things on hand to avoid the binge, the binge eating that comes also with the holidays because the holidays equal for a lot of families equal a higher level of stress, right? So then we get into a higher level of maybe emotional eating or sweets or things that make us just like, and they're everywhere. I mean, starting after Halloween through the new year, the sweets and the treats and the, they're, it's, it's everywhere. So, so let's, let's talk a little bit about that. Can we, can we yeah. go into like the, what the food is? Cause I feel like when we throw out lasagna and enchiladas, like I feel like what some of us forget is that there's different levels of like health. And 100%. Health, right? 100%. Yeah. <laughs> well, yes. So <laughs> that's a very good point. Um, so one of the things too, to, for, for me, I, try to avoid the binge eating during the holidays. Now, my sons and my husband could sit down and eat an entire pan of enchiladas or lasagna if I let them, right? So it's a matter. So one of the things that you can do in that respect when you're, when you're looking at all of these like rich foods or um, anything that it is, you can pre-portion. Like, I think it's really easy. I have a lot of um, just two or three cup um, glass containers. And so I'll make something like a, I'll make a triple batch of chili or something like that. And then I put it into these containers and stack them. So they pull one out and, and eat it that way. Um, but I think small, good size, not forgetting your portion size is really, really important um, during the holidays, keeping to, and then also always throwing in a little bit of, of greens with whatever you're eating is really, really important as far as that. So, um, I think it's really, really important. Like what are the foods that we want to avoid during this time so that we're not like filling up because statistically speaking, um, the November and December especially are when um, a lot of people put on extra, extra weight. Right. Um, and I feel like 
I feel like we do that because we're anticipating the January, right? We're anticipating the restart and the renewal and we're like, okay, January 1st, I'm going to get to it. So I am allowing myself in December to go a little bit crazy because, but I'm telling you, whatever goal you have in January, it starts in December, right? So I had to give up that notion of just binging through December and, and then anticipating January because then I was just left, left, you know, feeling really heavy and really not just, not physically, but not just physically, but just mentally heavy, worn out, no energy. And with the extra stress level of the holiday season, that just what it didn't put me in a good place. So I realized there's some things that I needed to avoid. So I'm really good about avoiding, avoid the candies that are left out on everyone's desk. That's just a, that's a hard rule for me. I'm just like, do not pick up the candy at the bank at the, you know, I mean, I feel like even sometimes at the grocery store, the lady has a little thing of candy sitting there. I'm like, do not just pass the candy. Right. So, um, and then I'm really, really particular about my beverages in the month of December because it's, it's super easy to, you know, if I go to a school function, there's like, you know, the big thing of hot chocolate, there's cocoa everywhere. There's, you know, the, the hot apple cider, there's, there's just, there's stuff everywhere. And so I, I try and be really, really conscious of those things because they all add up and I don't want to feel my best going into the holidays especially going into and in, in, because they are a little bit stressful for my family because I do, I miss my mom and, and, and I feel like I'm the head of my family now in a lot of different ways. And, um, and that I am the person that keeps the food and the community together. So I want to be sure that like, I'm not going into a soda, you know, a soda binge. I get rid of the candy products with added sugar. I try and stay away from, um, so warm, good portion, remembering to eat my greens, remembering, especially at parties, what to, what to pass up at parties. I make a rule for myself. So this is um, something that I advise everyone to do for office parties, school parties, stuff like that. Um, so have something healthy before you go, like just a really healthy snack. Do not go to any of these holiday um, festivities super hungry <laughs> i actually shift my green smoothie consumption because it's actually cold where i am in the winter so i actually right. shift it from the morning where i'm not like craving that so much anymore mm-hmm. to that like to the afternoon like i'll have mine at like four when i'm mm-hmm. you know in a warm space and before going out and it changes everything yes it's so 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 important to like just remember to be conscious to be aware before because you know, you can go to, uh, you know, someone's house and I'm three glasses of champagne and a half a bowl of spinach artichoke cheese dip <laughs> before I am even talking to anybody else. It's like, wait, what just happened? So I definitely plan ahead for what, what are my, I actually have like a, um, I don't want to call it a binge calendar, but it's kind of a calendar, an indulgence calendar is what I call it. And I have one and I'm happy to share it with everybody, but it's an indulgence calendar that shows me, okay, here is December and here are the big events that I'm having in December. What am I going to indulge in? 
And so I'll break it down to if I'm going, and it might seem a little fanatical and a little crazy, but if I plan ahead for it in my mind, then when I get there, I'm a little better than I would have been if I had just walked into it blind. Right. Well, and I so think it's so important because I feel like you're protecting your, you're protecting your joy almost because I think that yeah. sometimes we forget that like what we eat affects our emotions so much. And so I think we've like convinced ourselves in our heads that the idea of this memory that like, I don't know, Thanksgiving is too much stuff, like is passing out on the couch at the end of the day instead of feeling well, like we confuse it in our heads. But when we make yes. those choices out of joy in advance, then we yes. can go into the situation with much more like ease and peace. And I think I had to learn that. I really yeah. think that I had to learn that because for years, uh, you know, the joy was in the eating. And I come from a background of um, extreme um, binge eating and when I was in, you know, a teenager and I taught myself to go completely the other way. And then I was hardly eating. And then through the fresh 20, like really realizing just eating well and made me feel better. And it, it, it monitored and, and uh, kind of was the control mechanism for me with depression and with just my energy. So I really had to learn how to make that holiday season something that I don't want to be like feeling crazy at the end of Thanksgiving. I want to have an amazing Thanksgiving meal and then go for a walk with my, with my family or, you know, the kids now last year, they played basketball outside. I want to be able to go out there and, and hang out with them and not, you know, be on the couch, not able to move. So I feel like I set these expectations up in my head of like, okay, like just plan ahead in your mind so that you don't move into, you know, the triggers that happen when you walk in. And sometimes these um, triggers, Mia, are you walk into a particular person's house and you're yeah. triggered. Yeah, totally. Right. right. And yeah. so, so planning ahead for that and knowing wow, I kind of feel a little strange when I walk into that house based on whatever past you might have with that particular friend, family member, sibling, whatever it is, and planning ahead for that and saying, I know I'm going to feel this way. So what would make my, me feel the best mentally, emotionally, physically, and, and moving towards eating that, right? And, um, and I think that and another one of my rules that I have is because because it's so social during that this this time of year, um, I have to be really careful about my wine and or champagne consumption. So one of my other rules that I do is I start with water, which I didn't do before. I would start, someone would say, hey, can I get you something to drink? Of course, especially if it was champagne because it's my favorite drink of all time. So I I realized I had to start with water because if I don't, I'm like I said, I'm three, four glasses. I mean, champagne goes quickly. And goes quickly. Yeah. I always used to have the rule of one, if there was one glass of alcohol, then one glass of water always had to follow. There was never two glasses of anything alcoholic. That was always my life. Yes. And it's so, it's such an important rule. And my husband always walks over to me and reminds me of it. <laughs> All right, so can we put the, um, can we put the fresh 20 Melissa's hat on for a sec? So yes. I'm imagining that there's people here who like don't have the lasagna tradition yet or like they like it, I think it's like there's definitely like a evolution of like when you're depending on somebody for these holidays and when we sort of take it into our own control as like a, a family and for some of us we are always going out but 
But right. I find that a lot of my audience is like ready to own some part of their holidays. Yes. And okay. so right now, you know, it's, it's, it's November 15th. So we still, if we're in the U.S., we have Thanksgiving and then Christmas. So yes. how do we start like masterminding what that's going right. to look like for everything? Okay. So I think that if you are trying to either create, you know, holiday food joy for yourself or trying to revise it for yourself or anything, I think that the easiest way to start is to start with the crock pot. I think that so many things can be made in a crock pot. They're super forgiving on every type of vegetable, meat, grain, whatever it is. Um, and they're really easy to experiment with. You get to prep in advance and, and leave it and be ready to receive your family and your guests and everything else. So I think that the easiest way to start a tradition is to make some, whether that be a soup or a stew, or you can even make lasagna in a crock pot. So I think that whatever you can do to get yourself out of three hours in the kitchen so that you can be, because here's, here's the thing. The best tradition that you can have is to be present. Yes. Right? For your friends and your family. And I spent years not being present. I mean, I was present only because everybody else would come into the kitchen with me too. So I would set up my house with like the beautiful things everywhere. And then everyone would spend the entire evening in my kitchen because that's where I was. So now I can be present in other spaces, in my garden, in my living room, with my guests, with my family, no matter, and sometimes I just wanna be present even if it's just me and my boys and my husband. I want to have a great, you know, Tuesday night in December meal with my family and not have to be, you know, making it. So I think that if you're starting any type of, you know, revival of the joy, start with a crock pot or an Instapot, but crock pot, like there's just so many things that you can do with it. Um, and it's, it's just, it's just easy. And, um, you know, you put, you can throw anything into a crock pot, Mia, <laughs> anything, right. serve well, it over rice. I mean, I know that's a simplifying down things, but I'm, I'm just saying like, if I was going to survive, if I was going to say one thing to do to survive December, it would be crock pot cooking. I love uh, that. I'm going to learn yeah. it. I have no, I've never cooked anything in a crock pot. I use my pressure cooker like every day, but I've never done a crock pot. So it's going to be my new thing. I'll tell you all about it on Instagram. I will send you. So I have a, I have some crock pot detox recipes that are, that are just really simple and okay. uh, I'll, I'll send them to you because like, honestly, I just, I, you said it, you forget it. And then at the end of the day, it's there and it's like five, 10 minutes in the morning and and put it all in and set it for like six eight hours and at the end of the day when your family's ready to have something to eat it there and it also here's what it does for 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 me as well it just fills my house with the scent of oh, wine right. for the whole day right so so i think that that would be something that i would do the other thing would be um to start something is uh have have make something signature Right. So when people um, come over to my house, I have something like the signature and healthy. See, most of the time when people come over to my house, they, they know that they're going to get like really well fed 
um, and, and, and loved up and everything else. So um, I just have signature things that I love to have every holiday season. So I definitely think, so one of the things that I have every holiday season that people expect that's super easy to make is crock pot buffalo wings. So that's like one of the things that my friends come over and they're like, are you going to have wings? <laughs> and they're, and they're made in a crock pot. So they're not fried in a pan. So they're my style, right? Cooking it a little bit healthier, but still having enough flavor that everyone kind of like loves and enjoys. So look for something signature and use a crock pot, I would say for, um, for the holidays for sure. Sure. I love that. And that's so interesting. Cause like my signature thing is this beet dip I make, which is like literally just like beets, cashew, lemon, garlic, and salt. And it's like Yum. a beautiful fuchsia color and you can use crackers or veggies to dip in it. Love it. It's funny because, because it's like signature, like people are always saying you should package it or whatever. And I always feel it's so boring because I do it like every time, but everyone looks forward to it. So I think it's really important to remember that we yes. step forward, but everyone else is like expecting your wings, right? Yes. And I think too, one, so here's another thing that I will say. And I, so if I'm putting my fresh 20 hat on, so I also would encourage everyone to look for a healthier option of something that you're making, right? Yeah. Because we all go to the parties and there's, you know, all of the things with the cheese dips and the everything. And, and I just feel like, not to get preachy about it, but I just feel like if my biggest goal, right, if my biggest wish for my friends and my family is health, right, and health and happiness, which, which absolutely is my biggest wish for my community is health and happiness, that I, need, I want to be living that every day. So I don't want to bring something that is not contributing to their health in some way, shape, or form. And so every time... I bring something, I try and bring something that is a version of what we all love to eat during the holidays, but it's a healthier version. And they never, no, nobody ever says anything. Nobody ever knows the difference. Nobody goes, oh, I wish there was more mozzarella cheese in this or something, you know? Yeah. And so I think that if you're, fill, fill your, the tummies of the people that you love with good things, right? And so, uh, you know, sometimes you have to take shortcuts, but I, I believe that, and I, and I would never pass up a homemade brownie, right? Or, you know, any homemade treat, but store-bought, I can leave there, right? If it's, you know, if it's, if you made it with love, of course, I want to indulge. I want to uh, like, and so I think some of those things of like, what can you, what can you do to contribute? Even if it's like something super, super small, um, contribute something like that gives health and happiness. I think that that is really important during the, during the holidays as well is to, you know, contribute that, I, that idea, right. That energy, that, that thing that you can, can put out there. I think that's really important for us to remember that the whole goal is to, um, of this holiday season is to bring joy into the life of others. And for me, and that is to be of service in, in cooking and, um, not everybody feels that way, right? Everyone doesn't find the joy in the service of cooking. But if you don't, there are small ways that you can, can bring it into existence. Um, yeah, and I, it's funny because I don't come from a place of feeling joy in cooking, but I come from a place of feeling joy and feeling well, which I, you know, 10 years ago realized food had this important part in. And so then like I can circle back around and like get under it, you know, because I am making healthy, healthier choices than I used to make. Yes. Um, all right. So 
the underlying thing that I don't know that we've said outright, but we, I mean, we've mentioned it a number of times and really like planning your self care and, and really understanding what it is that you're going to make is this idea of planning, right? So really like on this day, November 15th, as we're heading into this season, to really have a plan of like what this is going to look like. Do you have more time now? Do you have more time later? Like, how are you going to now do all the things that you need to do or, or just have an idea of how you're going to get them done so that you really can be present. So So I know you, this is what you do. So tell us how we can use what you have to really, uh, you know, make this easier on ourselves. Well, the one thing is the Sunday prep. So whatever day of the week is your Sunday, um, I think it's really, really important to, to, to prep. Um, and so I would just say, I, I mean, if specifically, here's what I do. Um, the, we do the farmer's market um, in the morning or either on Saturday or Sunday. We come home, we prep all of our, um, all of our vegetables. So I find if I don't do that, even the smallest thing that seems like a chore during the week takes me, derails me. So if I look at it and like my fresh herbs haven't been destemmed, <laughs> I look at it and I just don't want to use them that night because I don't want the extra, you know, so I come home and I prep everything and it, it, it doesn't take very long because they're already, it's between the bag and, you know, the refrigerator or the counter, you just stop by the sink and do what you need to do. Um, I put my lettuce, I wash all my, you know, my lettuce, um, put it into, um, um, bags with, a paper towels in them to absorb any excess water so that's that they such stay a good trick. I love that trick. And they stay crisp and fresh. And then so I prep um any vegetables um that I need to be prepped. And I really try and do things. I mean sometimes sometimes depending on the week, I even think about okay, like I separate things out into sections so that one meal is in one spot, right? And then I can just pull it out of the fridge and get started on it. Um, I try, uh, so here's two things that we do a lot on on Sundays at the beginning of the week. And we pretty much do this for all first 20 weeks. Um, we prep our vegetables and, um, we grill anything that needs to be grilled. So, or roast. So we're talking about winter. So we would more roast than grill. So I take a two, um, sheet pans, um, like big cookie sheets and throw tons of um, vegetables on them and olive oil. So I'll do Brussels sprouts, uh, broccoli, carrots, fennel, onions, um, uh, mushrooms, anything. I put them onto two cookie sheets. So if it's soft things that take like 10 minutes to make, I put them all on one sheet. The harder things that take like 20, 25 minutes, I put them on one sheet put some salt, pepper, maybe some herbs on them, and I roast them off. That pretty much gives me the base for meals for three to four nights coming up. So that we do um, all the time. And um, and we typically, I try to make more because it, that also the boys will snack on that uh, okay. as well. So roasting your vegetables at the beginning of your week makes it so easy. You can take part of those vegetables. Um, oh, and tomatoes. We roast tomatoes. Um, so you can take part of those. You can chop it up and have vegetable rice one night, vegetables and rice one night. Um, you can chop it up and have a pasta another night. You can take all those roasted vegetables, put them in um, a, a broth, 
and and heat it up and you have a really really quick vegetable soup uh one night you can put rice in it vegetable rice soup so that by far um i think is a is a really great thing to do especially during December. roast your vegetables um if you are a carnivore then um roast off meats at the beginning of the week too you can do um a couple of chickens at one time and you know we actually will go to um and go get a couple of organic roasted chickens that have already been done at the store. So, um, but if you didn't want to do that or you wanted to save, you know, on buying the pre-made ones, you can just roast two in the oven at the same time. Um, so getting all of that out of the way, doing my grains at the beginning of the week. So I like to do my grains. So we'll cook off um, a bunch of rice at the beginning of the week, um, maybe some quinoa because we can use that for breakfast as well to make a breakfast porridge in the mornings. Um, so we can do quinoa. Uh, we do rice. Those are typically the ones we do um, the most when we're prepping for the week because they're just versatile, really, really, really versatile. Um, and then uh, any salad dressings or anything like that we make. And all of that, we just spend the time doing that on a Sunday. It doesn't have to take that long. It can be really, really, and because I'm not talking about like, you know, finely done. I'm talking about like roughly taking it, washing off uh, its broccoli you know, cutting it, throwing it on the pan. This does not take long, right? And while those are roasting, you're doing some other things. So maybe like an hour. And even if it does take longer at the beginning, which it did for me, because I wasn't a cook, (laughs) what I found is that if I like really like, because I did this once, I meticulously added up the time over the course of a weekend on a Sunday. And it's like way more efficient to do it all at once. So even if you feel like it takes like two hours now or whatever, like you're feeling like it takes a lot of time. It will still take less time than the it's same thing. So much less time. And, and to just to have it ready, you know, even if things don't go as planned sometimes, you know, for us, we have like, you know, we've got our first 20 meals we prep for those. And then each night's a different meal. But sometimes I get to like Wednesday and I'm like, okay, I don't necessarily want to make that whole meal. So, but I'll take all the stuff that's already prepped for it and throw something really simple, like a five minute meal together. So it's just about that prep ahead. And it makes it, it makes the week so much more joyful. And it makes it because when you start to get busy um, and you have those things and there's a sense of pride about just being ready, right? About being, um, you know, doing the work so that you can have more joy with your family. There's just, um, for me, there's a sense of, of, of pride in it. Like some people are like, uh, it's a chore. But for me, I like to just have, have all that stuff ready. And then um, during the holidays, like I said, we'll make, we'll make a soup on, um, on Sunday or Monday. Like, so whatever, whatever day of the week you have the most time for um, is the day that I would do. And then, um, so yeah, roasting vegetables, that. roasting meats, prepping your grains, um, washing your uh, veggies and your lettuce greens and making a soup. That's what I do to um, get me through the week. And I'm telling you, it is a time saver and it's a stress saver. And I, I don't know how I would do it without, I would, I just don't want to have to worry about it every single day. I love that. Okay. So thank you so much. I know that we've gone a little long, but I think this was such, such valuable information for everybody. And the thing, I have a funny story that Melissa doesn't even know I'm going to say. So 
everyone, I love Melissa. And so one of the things that, is ha that happens to me over the course of the holidays is that over the course of the years of the holidays is that I've really figured out how to calm it down, which is why we're here doing this today. And, but what's so interesting to me, and I may have mentioned this earlier, is that actually our holidays have gotten a little bit more complex, like logistically, like if I were to look at them on paper over the course of the years, because I have two performers who perform in Christmas things. Mm -hmm. The logistics of my December is actually kind of a little bit crazier than it ever was before, yet I feel so much more at ease and so much healthier than ever, which is why I know a lot of this is a mind game. So in one of the performances last year, I, we were carpooling, and there's this 12-year-old kid in the back, and he, I, I was like, yeah, like, where's your mom? What's she up to? And she's a pediatrician, and she just opened this practice, and he's, yeah, and, and, and I was like, are you going home to have dinner now? And he's, yeah, he's, my mom does this thing, it's called the Fresh 20, and when she does it, we actually have dinner on time, and I was oh my god, that, that's my friend. <laughs> I love that a 12-year-old can be talking about it. So tell us a little you. bit about what you have and how you might be of what you have might be of help to anyone who's still like, this is so awesome, but I'm overwhelmed. And I wish somebody would just like, tell me what vegetables to buy when I go to the farmer's market. So, so much. Um, when, wait, before I say that, I just want to say one thing. Um, so with your schedule, your holiday schedule with the, the uh, performers, um, pack snacks. Yeah. So that's the other thing that you can do on um, during your prep time is you can fill like little baggies with all sorts of snacks and I have to keep them in my bag during the holidays because we'll be out and I planned on being home two hours ago and then we're not home and then I'm going crazy and I'm hangry and the kids are hangry. So pack little bags of nuts or make bliss balls or whatever it is and, and have them ready and available. So a few things, uh, well first and foremost, the Fresh 20 is um, by far my best tool for keeping on track and, and keeping my, my family healthy, making sure that we eat, uh, you know, on a daily basis and we're not running through any drive through. And because that's what happens when we don't plan ahead. Um, we, I mean, I'm not above anything. I have this company, I've had it for a decade, but it doesn't mean like I'm a completely normal family. It's not like we're fanatical over here. Like if, if we don't plan ahead, you're out to Chipotle or, you know, picking up uh, fast food somewhere. So, um, so planning ahead and doing that prep. So the fresh 20 is really about using the less ingredients, right? And um, it's the 20 ingredients to make five weeknight meals. It's prepping ahead. It's everything nutritious. Um, but for the holidays, um, we have a, a couple of things that I think would be really, really useful. So one, we have holiday health. Um, which is all about staying healthy between that the the December Jan before you get to your January right we were talking about getting to your January well how can you do that without completely ruining your health in the process because um, we just don't want to let it all go in in December so we have holiday health um, and then we have January Kickstart and these are these are our wellness programs that include everything like like holiday breakfasts and crockpot detoxes and um, we have our 21 beat the bulge recipes that are um, really really delicious recipes we have a healthy entertaining which has good healthy things that you can bring to all of your potlucks um, 
and how to avoid binging at parties and indulgence calendars, um, all of these things. And just 10 minute workouts in the January kickstart. I mean, so many things just to help you keep on track. And again, I'm not, I just don't believe in the fanatical, right? I don't believe in like January comes around and you're giving up absolutely everything and you know you're working out two times a day i mean i don't want to change my whole life i just want to make small changes and make good choices so all of our programs are about making small changes making good choices and we just give you the tools for um how to do that efficiently with less stress in your in your kitchen so um yeah i hope you guys will will check it out because it's uh they're really good programs, especially for someone kind of starting from zero and uh, and and trying to to get to a really healthy holiday where they feel great, right? Because that's the point. You want to you want to feel good during the holidays, and food is the number one way that you can do that. Food and just taking walks and and, and moving around. Um, so that's thank you. Great. There's links below to both those things, so you guys can check them out. And we've already experienced Melissa because hopefully we're all having this amazing food today and we're already yes. feeling in advance of our dinners tonight and able to really tune into this content because we've done that for ourselves. So you're, you've experienced Melissa on all levels today. I know. I hope you guys are enjoying. <laughs> yeah. Well, thank you so much, Melissa. Absolutely.
All right. At the end of every episode, we always share three doable changes so you can take what you've heard and put it into action because action is definitely where change happens. And the cool thing is, is that action doesn't have to be huge. It can be little things that add up over time. In fact, I would argue that little things adding up over time is a way better way to go than changing everything all at once, because especially as busy women balancing motherhood and home and work and all the things we do, if we try to change everything at once, we might sustain it for a while. And then all of a sudden, a kid will be homesick, we'll have a snow day, we'll have to travel, something will happen, and it will take us out of all those changes. And we won't have enough foundation to keep us going. So these little doable changes are, first of all, they're not that little, and they're really about setting a foundation for your change and they snowball. They snowball over time. And after a year, you will be so amazed at where you've gotten. Okay. So the first doable change from this episode is to batch prep. Take some time on Sunday or whatever day works best for you. You may have a different day off to prep ahead for the week. Make a batch of rice or quinoa, chop and roast some veggies, make a batch of soup that you can reheat throughout the week, make some beans. And at this time of year, consider what you want to eat during that time off holiday season. And I, a lot of times don't think of the actual holiday, but the days around it and stay tuned because if you're on this email list, on our email list, you will get a planner on Saturday, I believe Saturday or Monday. Don't hold me to that. But at some point in the next couple days, if you're on my mailing list, you will get a holiday planner and that will be a great place just to write all this down and know what you need to batch ahead. All right, doable change number two, and I don't think I mentioned in this episode, though I mentioned in every one, you're not to choose all three. You're picking the one that resonates most with you. So doable change number two is set your indulgence calendar. This is one I definitely took from Melissa. I loved this strategy. So Melissa says that depriving ourselves of all the things that we are used to having or really want to have can really start to set us up for failure if we're feeling tortured by these thoughts. So just think intentionally and choose the foods you want to indulge in, maybe at a particular event or a particular kind of food during the holiday season, and and decide how much of it you want to have and you know, what things you're not going to have and really just define it all in advance. The time where we get into a pickle is when we've had a long day, we're in a nervous social situation, and there is a whole plate of brownies in front of us. We will not make a good choice in that decision, but if we choose in advance, then we're a lot better off. Okay. So make that indulgent calendar. If this is something that you are dealing with, this would be a great doable change for you. Okay, number three, upgrade a food. This is a good one. You could rotate this in week after week after week. So find a healthier version of a food you love. And what a great time of year to think about this, the holiday season, right? Because the holiday season is filled with foods that we love and are, might be filled with things that we don't normally eat. So maybe it's a lighter beet 
Oh, I'm saying a lighter beet dip, a lighter dip, and I will send you the best beet dip, dip ever. You know what? I'm going to send that in that meal planning packet. I will also put the beet dip, so stay tuned for that. You'll want that. It's so good. Maybe there's a healthier cookie. You know, cookies can be fine. They can be made with almond meal and they don't even need butter in them. We make everything gluten-free and dairy-free here at this time of year. Sometimes some sugar gets in it, but you don't even have to put that much sugar. You can use coconut sugar. You can use maple syrup. There's so many ways to make things healthier and healthier does not mean not good. Sometimes I find that the gluten-free flours actually have more taste than their wheat counterparts. Okay. Choose to serve whatever it is that you're switching around at a party at your house or as the thing you bring to a potluck. So this is also a great way as you're thinking through those indulgences to make sure you're covered. If you go to a party, just bring something you can eat. I always bring the beet dip with cucumbers and carrots and gluten-free crackers, and I always know that I'll be fine. And I that's just such a good strategy. So doable change number one, batch prep. Doable change number two, set your indulgence calendar. Doable change number three, upgrade a food. These are all great holiday season ones, which is why this episode is going live today, but they are also great lifetime ones. So write down the one you're going to start with now. You can always go back to the other ones and I will see you on the next episode of the Plan Simple podcast, where we are going to talk about what we're buying these days. All right. And before I go, I also want to say, make sure to go sign up for our upcoming workshop. You're not going to want to miss it. It's going to be great. A bunch of people have been going through the Today Challenge this past week, which I'm actually going to make so that you can go through whenever you want if you haven't been through it yet. So stay tuned for that. But next week, I really want to go from just from thinking about how we plan more successful days to the more high level part of it, which is why we get so stressed out and overwhelmed to begin with and what are some real strategies that we can use in 2020 to really create a life and a plan that we can stick to that we really want. And I'm super excited for this workshop. It is on the 10th, which I think is Tuesday. I'm forgetting what the date is. So go sign up for that plansimple.com slash workshop. And I will see you on the next episode or there before. All right. Bye. Thank you so much for tuning in to the Plan Simple podcast. If you loved what you heard, the biggest compliment you can give is to share the podcast with a friend. And if you really loved what you heard, if you want to go onto iTunes and subscribe, rate, and review. That really helps us get the best guests we can and improve the podcast so that we're serving up exactly what you want to hear. I will see you on the next episode of the Plan Simple Podcast. Bye for now.